Welcome to the Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith so and practice. Dumb. What? I can't help it. Yeah. Can't help it. It's a cough drop. Go feel, ahead. You feel bad for me because I gotta, I gotta suck. On no, no. Who are you? Are you able to suffer through this? My name is uh, Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And in case you couldn't understand, this is Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice. And sitting across from me is the co-host, main host, yeah, the main host, main host, Jimmy Fowler. Executive Pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. So you're still going through your thing. And still this weird. Mm. It's weird. Weak yeah. man. Frail. I'm a frail. You are getting up there. I'm a frail uh, yeah. elderly you'll, gentleman now. You'll be, what is it, 93 in the uh, fall? You know, I have to look. Hang on. Let me put in my monocle and look at my documents here. Yeah, mm. 93. 93. Mm. There you go. There you go. How's your day? Long. Yeah. Yeah. Just long days. Big business today. I know. Yeah, uh, what do you call them? Customers, clients? What do you call them? Uh, customers. Customers. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw you walked in. You not only have your nice shirt on, your button up, you know, your your shirt sleeves, hmm. but you also were wearing a nice fleece vest. It's cold. Zip up vest over the top. Yeah. Well, it gets cold, so it looked I like to, like to have... Looked so bad. No, it did not. It looked really bad. Yeah, Anyways, dude, the vest, mm. the the fleece vest. Mm. Feels that's, good. That's boomer gear right there. That's what that is. Boomer that's gear? Boomer wear, yeah. What, what, boom, what, Old boom? person clothing. Come on, man. You know what boomers are. Yeah, but I never heard boomer gear. Yeah, well, that's... That's what that is? Yeah. You were, you were I, no, I've never dressing heard... like a boomer. Yeah, I've never heard... Uh, mm-hmm. You were dressing like an old white man. That's oh, what you were dressing like. Well, yes. you know, sometimes customers that make... I want them to feel safe. Becoming all things to all people? I'm becoming all things to all people. Very missional of you. That's exactly mm. it. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look good, man. I was like, hey, he looks good. I'm wearing a, a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way. But you know uh, you know what you're not wearing is, that? A, is that Joe Thorne Thicket. I'm not oh, wearing the Joe Thorne thicket. You're not wearing the Joe I lost Thorne my thicket. thicket. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, you know, our little famous, pseudo-famous uh, celebrity pastor who has mm. written uh, five booklets, has preached countless conferences, mm-hmm. has yeah. uh, the cell number. You can actually count the conferences I've been to. The, yeah, the, yeah, you know, <laughs> just countless, uh, you know. Uh, and then has the cell phone for every major Author, speaker, that's definitely pastor, not true. No, uh, it within the reformed mm, uh, nope. circles, some of them won't even take my calls. Oh, some of them oh. have st- stopped following me on uh, on the on the social media. Just saying, no, no, yep. no, this no. is true. <laughs> But I'm just okay. So Babylon so B, Babylon is Babylon B. B. Babylon just get to B. it. Oh, you're lying. No, is this a lie? All of that was had, a lie. That they had, no, it was not. That they had an article about uh, one's preaching ability compared to or wait in relation to. That's right. Yeah. In relation to their beard length. Okay. The longer and better the beard, the better the preacher. Based and it was on the, it was a the Joe Thorne thicket right before the Spurgeon something. I don't know. yeah. Right, so basically, they said it was based on a lifeway study. If you don't know what the Babylon Bee is, I can't believe that, but I do find people that don't know what it is. It is a satire, uh, mm-hmm. fake news kind of website that, that makes a lot of funny jokes. And yes, uh, I was not in the article, but I did wind up on the graphic Joe Thorne Thicket as mm. uh, as a mark of uh, well done, good beard, good beard. Well <laughs> done. <laughs> it comes oh, out. It comes out okay? right when I lose my beard, so I have a very short beard now. Mm. Yeah. No more thicket. Yeah, I'm going to bed though. We don't come back in. Are you really? Yeah, yeah of course. 
Well, not don't say of course. Of course, I, I've 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 trimmed my beard down short a bunch of times, and I always grow back out. Hmm, a bunch of times. A bunch. This of is times. the first time. No, I've seen it this short. Well, this short, yeah, but I've trimmed it short before. Yeah, there's pictures. Hmm. Yeah, you know. You're mighty proud of yourself for Babylon being no, love, huh? no, no. It's I'm okay. Proud of myself for sh- sh- taking my beard down yes. and not worrying what what you fools think. I don't care, oh. care about that. Really? You just hating because you ain't in the Babylon be like me. We call it the Babylon me. <laughs> the Babylon me. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the Babylon me. You call it the Babylon you because it's, it's <laughs> all right. So I call it the Babylon the. Ooh. Oh, that right. was you good. win. That you was win good, that one. Right? That I like good. that. Yeah, that I was like good. That. So, Joe, what are we going to talk about today? All right, we're going to talk about small groups. And really, this this conversation, we're going to basically jump onto a conversation that's been happening on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys know that we love our small groups. We call them? Uh, community groups. I hope you know that. You're no, the no, executive I, I pastor. I, I, am a good, I, am, I am a good attentive uh, elder here. At yeah, and a CG leader. And a CG leader. As yes. am I. We love our community groups, our small groups. Jimmy, what are our community groups? How would you describe it to somebody? Yeah, I, mean, I would describe it as a kind of smaller gathering uh, of the local church uh, based upon uh, maybe geographic location or maybe just the schedule mm-hmm. that it works well for certain people where we gather together. Uh, a lot of the groups will uh, go over the sermon from Sunday because uh, all the CG leaders are on a rotation uh, except for Joe. Joe's not on the rotation. Um, to create a CG discussion guide. Uh, now, someone else from his group does that. Um, and then we just, we study that. So we spend time just praying, catching up, uh, investing in each other, loving on each other, praying for each other, and then studying with each other. And when we go through the sermon, uh, what's the aim of going through the sermon? We have a discussion guide for each yep. week. Um, you preached this last week, so there is a discussion guide for that mm-hmm. that all the small group leaders can uh, use as a basis for the discussion. What's the aim? I mean, I th- the aim is, I think, to uh, go deeper like into the sermon, uh, kind of unpack it a bit more. Uh, and I think it's just another opportunity to be able to study God's word and then take what we've heard together as one body and continue to grow together as one body. That's good. That's good. All right. So you know where we're at. We've talked a lot about our small groups and um, all of that. Well, enter Pastor Steve Meister. Meister. Mm-hmm. Mm. The Meister uh, dropped a tweet. He had a hot take. Oh, he called right. he called it an unpopular take. Wait, and unpopular uh, take? Yeah, unpopular. You know, guys do that. They'll they'll say like, hey, unpopular opinion, unpopular take, and then they'll say something controversial that they know is going to get people riled up. Like if some doofus were to say like, "Man, Baby Yoda is stupid," and then like <laughs> yeah, unpopular opinion, <laughs> unpopular take. I was all for watching the Mandalorian, and then Baby Yoda. I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah, I'm outy. <laughs> Baby Yoda ruined everything. I'm, yeah. I'm Audi. So because I, I, yeah, I, I do this sort of thing from time to time, you know? Um, so here's his unpopular take. Steve right, Meister said this. Small groups tend to create as many problems as they supposedly solve and are vastly overrated by contemporary churches. This was on December 9th, 2019 at 721 p.m. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Homeboy tweeted this when he was in his car but stopped at a traffic light. <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, because he told me. Oh. <laughs> All right. So if you don't know who uh, Pastor Steve Meister is, he is the pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Sacramento, California. Mm. 
Meister. 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 Like Meisterbrow. In fact, I do what? believe that his family uh, are the, he's one of the heirs to the Meisterbrow beer uh, conglomerate through Miller. Yeah. Meisterbrow. Get I, it on, I, Steve. I feel like you're lying. Well, <laughs> that's neither here nor there, is it? <laughs> this is our podcast. We can say what we want. No, I mean, uh, Pastor Steve is a super solid guy. I really like him. Jim yeah. and I like him. Uh, stuff, we, we see his ministry from afar, of course, mm-hmm. but what we have seen online, uh, whether it's the church website or the things that he's posting, we are Pastor Steve fans. So you should follow him online at Steve Meister VDM. VDM? Van Damme Man? The, he's a Van Damme Man. He's the Van Damme Man. He likes Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, he is Van Damme's biggest fan. He is. All right, so Steve Meister VDM. If you can't remember, just remember. He's a Van Damme man. He's a Van Damme man. On Twitter, at Steve Meister VDM. Okay, so Homeboy drops in his unpopular take mm-hmm. about how small groups are satanic, and he thinks that they are going to ruin said, the church. I don't, I don't no, believe he's he's I don't believe he it's said implied. satanic. It's you got to read between the lines. He, well, hates, he hates small groups like Jesus started. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. Jesus, the first CG leader. Yeah, right, right there. <laughs> All right, so his real concern, he has this in another in another tweet, Jimmy. You want to list his four. He says that they're basically yep. the four problems that he's having. So he said, one, uh, they could be implicitly divisive, uh, especially if they're life stage. Divisive. Divisive. Number two, poor venues for instruction. Number three, poor venues for open conversations and discipling. Mm-hmm. And then number four, creates a third office or small group leader and detach members from elders or pastors. Okay. Well, those are his four. Those are his four. Um, and there's a whole conversation here. So we'll link to that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can see the conversation. It's, it's worth reading and it's worth considering because he's bringing up some good potential problems, not necessary problems. It all depends on how you, uh, organize and yep. lead your small groups, of yep. course. So are small groups implicitly divisive, Jimmy? Divisive? I, I don't think so. And I, I, yeah, I, 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 no, I don't think so. I think he, he pointed out about, uh, if, if they're along like the lines of life stage, right? Right. So if you've got one for youth and one for young adults or the singles or, right. or the marrieds, the newly marrieds, the young adult marrieds, the young adult like singles. That's the Over 30s. Yeah. 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 And so, and then that, so that's a possibility. They can be implicitly. Mm-hmm. So they can also be. Very healthy and yeah. inclusive. Yeah, I mean, so, like you know, for for our CG, we have a wide spectrum. Uh, we've got singles, married really? people with how many brothers? How many what brothers? How many black guys are in there? Let's see. I'll say how inclusive yours is. How many black people are in your small group? Zero. Oh wow, real inclusive. How many are in yours? Well, that's neither here nor there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Travel was in your small yeah, yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. We have one African American. Like, like, I'm actually talking about like you know, like people that are single, generationally, and generationally, and yes. stage of life. Yeah, exactly. A lot exactly. of our groups that way. My small group, the one that I'm in, has um, uh, I think the youngest is probably late twenties, early. How's Jared? Is he twenties? Got to be his late twenties, not early thirties. Anyways, late twenties up through sixties. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, the, you can have diverse small groups. And if they're all organized in that way where it's all segregation by age, we don't think that's a good idea mm-hmm. either. Though, I think some small groups uh, could benefit from being 
uh, narrowed down in their scope. For example, you may want to have a small group for people who are going through a traumatic experience, and yep. maybe it's a temporary group or a, or a, yep. a short-term group. But I don't or, think it's or necessarily even one just bad. for high school students. Like because they're, not they're in a different bad. stage, they're not going to want to. Uh, it might be a little bit harder for them to open up with a room full of adults, right? Right. Well, and that's, um, I'm going to jump down to his third one. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll hang on to number two. Poor venues for conversations and discipling. So let's start with the conversations. Yeah. Um, there's actually been a lot of research done on small groups as they've blown up in the mm-hmm. last few decades. And so you need to listen up to Joe Thorne and his thicket. Well, I'm going to agree with him in that, by and large, a lot of um, current small groups, contemporary small groups, don't facilitate openness and honesty. They uh, people feel the need to pretend there as any much as as much as they pretend, would, or maybe even just regurgitate. Well, yeah, but what I mean, like, so you, you know, know what I mean, like regurgitate what they've heard, and uh, so just kind of going through the verbal motions, right. Rather than kind of not being honest, to, not being honest. Yeah. Yeah. But I was picking up on this idea of you said like youth might not be able to be as open mm-hmm. in that context because maybe they don't have those relationships. And it doesn't mean that they couldn't have an open relationship with adults. But um, so some age things uh, and some restrictive yeah. small groups in measure might be helpful. But they, yeah, they have proven to be oftentimes uh, not very good at openness and transparency. Um, so that, that, that is a reality. It's not a necessary mm-hmm. thing, of course, cause I think we're seeing something different. Um, but also he says poor venue for conversations and discipling. Now I'm not sure if he means you can't have both at the same time. I don't think that's what he means. Cause I, obviously you can do both at the same yeah. time, but I'm not sure how a small group is necessarily a, um, poor venue for discipleship. I mean, it, it, it would be like saying, uh, Gathering people together in a small group is a bad format for discipling. Then you, what other format do you have for discipling? Yeah, I'm not really. I'm just. I'm not really sure. So I think it again. This all depends on how you do them. So I think that these are legitimate concerns that small groups need to avoid. Yeah, yeah. But and they are probably pervasive. But I don't think we need to imply that uh, small groups are. are are going to work against these things inherently. And maybe he's not saying all of that. No, no. And so even going back to number two, though, right? Uh, These are poor venues for instruction. And I I guess it it all comes down to like how, like you said, Joe, how things are done and how how it's organized. And then also the leadership that you have in place, right? Right. If you've got a strong leader that's been trained well, that's gifted in this area, they're able to – to teach, right? Like it's a great opportunity for teaching. It's a great opportunity to engage in conversations. It's a great opportunity for this kind of discipleship that happens uh, from peer to peer. That's because you believe in that third office, yo. The third office stuff. <laughs> so let, let's say this, that discipleship is more than instruction, though it includes instruction. Yep. It involves relationship um, habits yep. uh, and whatnot. Instruction is, is more teaching. Um, but I do think that that these things can begin to happen, can happen yeah. in a small group context. Yep. And as it relates to the third office, well, I don't think we're creating a, a third office by saying we have small group leaders. It's, yeah. it's like saying, well, we have a person here who is uh, who is gifted, who is responsible, and um, is a lay leader. We have lay leaders in every church, and we always have had people that stand out in churches. No, but that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a third office. Yeah, well, listen, Steve, Steve-O, Van Damman, 
<laughs> uh, I, I, I get your concern, right? Because you think that it could detach members from elders. And I get that. I totally get that. Um, there are probably many churches in which that happens, but we don't experience that at mm-hmm. all. In fact, the people that we have facilitate, lead our small groups, um, do a, a couple of things for us. One, uh, as they maintain relationships with this group of people, they will oftentimes know of issues and problems or needs before they rise to the level where a person who has the problem or the need is likely to bring it to an elder, though it would still really help us to know about it to pray and or or to meet that need if we can. And what do they do? They they will oftentimes, when appropriate, they'll bring that right to us. So, I mean, we've always kind of looked at the – the office of don't, CG don't leader. Say that, oh, the office, get us in. It's the not an office, office. of CG office. leader uh, is kind of like that that front line, right? It's that front line to kind of help and assist us mm-hmm. in our shepherding. Because as the church grows, uh, and you, as you have multiple services, and you've got a number of people coming through, it's it's harder for uh, every elder or even just the elders to know what's going on in each member's life. Right. right. So, and I know Steve would agree with that. Cause he, 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 he doesn't, he, he, he bemoans like we all do. Churches get larger and larger. They get harder to shepherd. So then you should be embracing this, right? You should be embracing this because here you now have an opportunity. That's why we, we really strongly uh, encourage. And it's part of our covenant uh, for membership is. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Nope. CG membership is. It is not a part of our covenant. It's part of, it's part of, yes, it is. It's part no. of our membership packet. It's in the membership packet. Our covenant is very clear, does not require membership in a CG. I think you're wrong. We're not wrong because the covenant, uh, I actually put it together yeah. by stealing it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're referring to the questionnaire and the questionnaire asks for our potential members, uh, which community group are you in or which one will you potentially be going to? But we have never in our 12 to 13 years required membership in a CG to be a member of Redeemer. Okay. If you say that, I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, I think you're wrong. I, uh, I've had these conversations with Brian. No, no Brian knows too. We, okay. we strongly encourage it, but no, it's technically not a requirement for membership. Okay. No, no, I, I know I, Jimmy, I just, Jimmy's looking at me dumbfounded right now, but this is the case. It yeah, is, okay. It is, it is not. Now, if somebody, now for us, if somebody is not in a CG, um, you know, we definitely want to know why. Like, is there, you know, if, like, are you providentially hindered? Because some people can't go because they have a really weird job or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's, that's fine, of course. And so sometimes they can find time for a discipleship group, which is something else that we do. Um, but people that we are looking uh, to like step into leadership and whatnot, these are people that are in small groups that yeah. are regularly in community with brothers and sisters um, who have those relationships that are vital. And again, we talk about this is one way, one of the ways we try to do uh, what, much of what Scripture calls. And so I think, sorry, to finish my thought yeah, go on, on that uh, before you interrupt me incorrectly, is uh, that, uh, um, what was I going to say? Can't wait for the next episode. Oh, yeah, and what? What do you mean? What, what's going to happen? Because you're going to say like, Joe was right. No, no, I would, there no retractions. No, there will be another no another apology. There'll be your third apology on air. I think I've done more. Oh, wow. I, I remember too. <laughs> I feel like I've done but more. But finish your point. Your so point my was point good. is this: is that's why we should be embracing this. Is as it's growing, so they're able. Then if people are involved in that, uh, our leaders will let us know because right. as shepherds, right? We there's there's a lot of we're there for the ministry of the word and prayer, and so we're looking at things at a macro level, right? And so this is helping us at that micro level, in, and so we're able then quicker mm-hmm. to shepherd people better uh, because we're notified a lot earlier as 
because I mean, I think we've experienced in other churches, but uh, where people feel like no one cares. Right. No one cares. No one's actually. No one knows what's going on in my life, or no one's asking me what's going on, or no one's. Uh, the 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 elders haven't. You know, they're not engaged. They're so distant. Right. But now, when you have uh, CG leaders or whatever, yeah, community group leaders that are able to let the elders know right mm-hmm. away, people feel cared for, and they know they're cared for and valued and loved and prayed yeah. for. Faster. We just have a we have a newer family to our church, a new family to our church. They they <coughs> been worshiping with us for a little while, but they joined recently, and they started going to a CG. Not because it's required to be a member, but they started going uh, to a CG. I, I, I disagree with you. And um, and so this this member and uh, I I I know that they listen to the podcast, so you know who I'm I'm talking about. You, that's right. Oh, um, so this, this person had to go uh, and have a medical procedure done. Okay. And of course, it's it's scary, stressful. Yeah. And so I had reached out just to say, hey, listen, been praying for you. We'd love the elders would love to come by and pray with you if there's an mm-hmm. issue or whatever. Um, and she was like, wow, that's really thankful for that. Thank you. I, uh, you know, I don't think I've ever had a preaching pastor actually reach out before. Oh um, wow! But then she gave me like a paragraph on how amazing the small group is that she's oh, a part wow. of and how they've been like like caring for her, just reaching out to her. And it's really made a big difference for her. And because it's, you know, it's not just a time of instruction. There is, you know, scripture investment and exhortation and all that, but it's relational, you know, and that's, mm. and that's a big thing. And really that is what uh, Steve uh, actually winds up talking about uh, later on that, um, that he thinks that the, probably the best benefit that comes from good small groups are the relationships, the gospel relationships yeah. that are formed. So as we're talking about all of this, and we're gonna we're gonna make a point that that uh, hasn't been made in this conversation yet, or at least I'm gonna oh. bring I'm gonna bring something oh. up. Oh, that here comes that Joe Thorne thicket knowledge. Okay, not yet, not oh. yet. Oh, um, let's let's we would re- reframe the issue by saying it this way instead of saying that um, small groups tend to create as many problems as they supposedly solve and are vastly overrated by contemporary churches, that may popularly be true. They tend to do that if you're looking at the overall way that these are generally done. I would rather say that small groups can create more problems than they often solve. So and here I'm saying a little bit differently. One, hmm. I think that, they, that it's possible not guaranteed um, that they can create even more problems than they tend to solve if they're done poorly. But they often do solve very fundamental problems that we have in a very isolated culture yeah. where we're, we're, we're completely atomized or, or individualized and, and separated from one another. Um, but they've got to be done well, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, often, I don't know. I think we've seen it, at least I've experienced, when it's done in, in unhealthy ways, right? Right. It can be damaging, right? Yeah. Small groups or even, even one-on-one discipleship. I mean, Ooh, uh, how many of us, well, I've, well, I've, now I'm, I might be, you know, portraying, what's the word? Projecting. Projecting because of my own, you know. I think you're just reflecting. Oh, I'm, I'm Expecting? Trying to, oh, I'm just trying to protecting myself oh, from man. You know, this harm. Yes. Yeah. What, what you got good. there? What you got there? Uh, I got I got I'm a couple gonna, options. Well, go, give me one, because I'm rejecting all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, so contesting. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, part of the. I hope I'm not protesting. Pro, yeah, there you go. Those are two options. You did very well. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know if I'm projecting here, but yeah, I mean, I, I've been in those situations where you're meeting one on one, or you're in a discipleship group, and when it's done in in an unhealthy way, it's really yeah. damaging. Right. Um. To to one's uh, 
to one's faith. And it's probably even fair to say, and I know Steve would agree with this, that there are probably a couple of good ways to do it and a thousand bad ways to do it. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it's it, absolutely right. And so, and I think that's where, that's where something like this, and I don't think, I don't think Steve is anti small groups, right? Right. But with the, with the unpopular take that he had, it's almost like throwing the baby out with the bathwater yeah. kind of mentality. It, at least it can sound that way, but we know he's not because as you read the whole conversation, he comes back to say, and he, oh, so he, he retracts. <laughs> no, no. He just clarifies. Oh, 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 he clarifies. Um, what does it say? I think it depends on church slash eldership size. It can work well. Depends on the context. Okay. I think, he says, they're a poor venue for instruction and capitalized intimate discipleship, confession, etc. And they're certainly, I'll keep going. So they can create discipling relationships for those two things to occur, but they are not essential for it. So yes, there are obviously limitations on any group that you have, right? So corporate worship, there's a certain kind of confession that can happen in corporate worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, small group, there is a certain kind of confession that can happen there. Yeah. Even smaller discipleship group, group, uh, or what Steve might be calling one-on-one discipleship, even a different, a a clearer form of confession can happen. And this gets back to like the Puritans, the Puritans talked about different kinds of means, right? Or disciplines or duties. Like um, they had private disciplines, Mm -hmm. which were like you and your Bible and Jesus and prayer, private, no one else. I'm sorry, secret. That was secret. They had secret oh, discipline. So now, secret, was it in the secret place? In the quiet, yeah. Oh, in the secret, dang, in the I quiet. Can't forget the song. <laughs> so, uh, they hey, had did you know se- Sonic Flood wrote that? Yeah, I think I, okay, think I heard that somewhere. So uh, they had secret <laughs> disciplines, right, uh, which were just the individual and their Bible. Then they had private disciplines, which were smaller gatherings of, of believers, like what we might call a small group, for example. Uh, and then they had public disciplines, corporate works, right? So public, large Private, small, secret, your personal quiet time or whatever. Whoa. So then, so Steve, anyways, so Steve says, I think that they can help with creating the relationships, but they can't do the discipleship and confession. I would disagree. I think they can do discipleship and confession, but in ways that would be somewhat different than if you had a smaller group yet that were, you know, uh, more intense, intentionally focused on discipleship. For sure. And I mean, I've, I've, I've had in our community groups where people have confessed. Oh, yeah. Uh, confessed uh, their sins Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying generally but they don't go to specifics and those same individuals are part of my discipleship group and yeah, that's that's the appropriate place to go a little bit deeper onto that, right? I've I've had people confess embarrassing, like damaging sin in the context of a, a a uh, small group, and yeah. it's not, and it, oh, yes, it's 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 awkward, it's uncomfortable, but then we get to deal with it, and we yeah. get to get to help them out. So I think it can be good. Somebody, uh, uh, Zach, uh, put off, put. Uh, I'm put, put off by Zach's name. Zach put off, put 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 off, put off, put off. <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. Put off. Zach. Zach said, agree. Small groups aren't the best place for in-depth instruction. We use ours for one, building relationships with those we may not otherwise spend much time with. Two, discussing and applying the previous Sunday sermon. And three, prayer for church and one another. And Steve says, those are good aims. So Steve is not anti-small groups like Jimmy said. He's just, you know, pointing out that there are problems in small groups that are in our churches. Potential and, problems, yeah. Yeah. And well, and we know statistically there are problems in most 
churches that have small groups. Yeah. Uh, just like there are problems in most Sunday schools and problems in most worship services yeah, yeah. by and large. So yeah, yeah. again, it kind of gets back to, so let's talk about the better way to do it. And all of this brings me back to... Um, brings us back, because you were part of this together, Joe. Thank you. No, no, it brings me back to something, mm. Jimmy. Oh, does it? What, yeah, because I, well, I, I have to talk to you about something. Oh, Oh, oh! Are, are we going to talk about the mass singer and how I was right that Michelle Williams was the butterfly? You did call that. Are, are, are we? Are we on this? Are, I am. I'm I glad we're coming back to this. I'm glad we're coming back to this because I need to update my uh, who I think. Okay, so first of all, Michelle Williams, who follows me on uh, Instagram. Mm, yes, yes. You guessed that it was her, and you were right. From week one. Oh, you you actually did. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. From week one. You week one, you got it. But now, then you guessed wrong. Well, I, I'm not saying I was wrong. You guessed yet. wrong on Jamie Foxx. Well, no, 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 no. He, it, the Fox might still be Jamie Foxx. I don't think the Fox is I, Jamie Foxx. I don't either because. But you did. I did. But now I think it's Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. Jimmy's Wayne calling it right Brady. here. Wayne Brady because uh, the one of the clues was he said I worked with Doogie and Doubtfire. I don't know who either of those are. Uh, uh, Doctor Doogie or something like that. that Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Okay, yeah, I know uh, him. Uh, that's uh, he's funny. What's what's the name of the actor? Paul Van Team. No, you know who I'm talking about. I don't about. know. It was something like Anyways, that. But it, Wayne Brady worked with him on a show. Oh, Doubtfire. Okay. Robin Williams. Brady worked with him on Whose Line Is It? Robin Williams was on Whose Line Is It? Yep, he was Get on an episode. Get out of here. Whose Line? Yep, I don't buy that. What? Google it. No. Google it. Hey, well, you focus on Google your it. executive pastor responsibility because you don't even know what's going on in the church right now. <laughs> what's required for membership. I have, a, I have a small group leader that tells me. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's what it does. Anyways, I'm calling it Wayne Brady. And uh, if Jimmy's wrong, hashtag Jimmy don't know the mask. No, 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 no. I know. Th- I love the mask singer. That's such a great show. I the still mask think, singer, yeah. Yeah, I still think, I still think Dennis Rodman might be in there, but I'm not sure. I'll figure that out. I'm still I'm a little bit lost. All right, well, let's let's wrap it up with this, okay? What we're saying about small groups is this. Are small groups biblical? Ugh. Yeah, and, and no. It depends on how you define them. It, small groups, at least, and certainly what we do, it's a way of doing a biblical thing. That's a good way to put it. Right? It's, it's, it's like, mem- is membership biblical? Well, yeah. Sorry, but our formalized membership process is a way of doing a biblical thing, covenanting yeah. together as members, um, yeah. Knowing who is in and who is out yeah. of a local church, and who's making sure they making sure that they're all part of CGs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody does see, have that responsibility. See, see how I brought that all back? Chris Cross. <laughs> Chris, wait, no, wait, no, 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 that's something else. <laughs> so, uh, what we're talking about here—the biblical thing that we're really talking about here—is fellowship, Christian yeah. fellowship, where words of grace and works of grace come together in the context of Christian friendship. And so, yes, relationships and community are really important to us. That is the—that's why we call them community groups because we're trying to foster gospel-centered. Yeah legitimate uh, community and friendships where these things do take place. Um, and and I think that's a lot of what Steve is saying. His his hope is, is that yeah. these relationships take place. I just don't think we can say that it's just to create friendships. I yeah. think that they ought to be doing what the Puritans used to do. And you, uh, not to put you on the spot, you've talked about this in the past, right? right. Like, uh, uh, Mass singer. What are you trying no, to say? No, stop it. Uh, it uh, gathering. Holy conference. Holy you conference. You talked about a holy conference in the past. Right. Can you, not to put you on the spot, but you know, give us a little bit of, of how the Puritans yeah. handled it. No, no, it. I, I was, I was going to bring it up. And it was um, Joanne Jung, I think you pronounce her that last name that way, wrote a book called Godly Conversations, Rediscovering the Puritan Practice of Godly 
conference, mm. right? Or holy conference. Um, the, the Puritans believed that one of the major disciplines that Christians need to engage in is holy conference, which was simply having uh, robust, intimate uh, conversations with one another um, about the Lord, about what we're experiencing, about mm-hmm. what we're learning in the context of these smaller gatherings. In other words, small groups were not uh, invented in the 80s. Uh, small <laughs> groups, which was said a few times, uh, small in that Twitter thing, oh. small groups um, have in various forms have been around since the first century. And... Um, and with various emphases and with various levels of success. The Puritans oftentimes did this. And uh, I would encourage you to read her book on on uh, godly conversations or on a holy conference because um, it can you really, link to yeah, can you, can yeah you I'll link to, to it in the show notes if you buy that. You can support us through Amazon. We Thank you. Thank you, back. y'all. Um, but here is what uh, she says about holy conference. In conference participants regularly engaged one another in discussions on the biblical texts in conjunction with more intimate conversations over the spiritual state of their souls. The use of scripture obtained by way of the minister, his sermon, the auditor's sermon notes, or private Bible reading played an essential role in conference. And so that's, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Mm. That's what we try to do in our, in our small groups. And, um, she says here, these private meetings consisted of neighborhood or occupational groups formed for the congregation by the pastor. Ooh. Although the minister was often present at these meetings, lay persons usually led the exercises. Third office, y'all! And so these small groups uh, would meet together and, you know, they would pray, they would read the, read the scripture, they would, but they would be talking about what the Lord was doing in their life. They were going deeper into the application of the scripture. They were seeking to show what they're supposed to believe and how they're supposed to respond to the text, not just the sermon, but the, the, the mm-hmm. text that the sermon is based on. And it was men and women together talking these, these, these things out and pushing one another on to greater faith and godliness. And so it's a good helpful book that I think raises the issue that it's not just about really, it is a, it is another context in which discipleship happens. Mm. So when we start to say like, well, they they don't really work for discipling. Well, I think discipling is happening on Sunday morning in the context of corporate worship. Discipling is happening there. And discipling is happening here. And discipling is happening in a, in a lot of contexts. There's formal discipleship, informal discipleship, yeah. and all kinds. So I don't think I don't think it's wise to say it's not a good context for discipleship. I think that's wrong. Um, and it, Pastor Steve is a smart guy, probably smarter than me. I mean, not likely, but it's, it's probably likely, but not much smarter. That's what I'm trying to say. He's mm. probably smarter than me, but only by a few IQ points, probably. That's my guess. But even though, like, Pastor Steve is a good guy, godly guy, smart guy. I think it, I think it's wrong to say that it's 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 bad for discipleship. It can be bad for discipleship. Yes, yeah, how yeah, you yeah. do it matters, but it's uh, it, it can be a, a great a great resource. And so, go ahead and pick up this this book. Oh, let me read you a quote. I'm going to read you another quote. Uh, another quote. Here we go. Because um, I want to I want to quote one of the Puritans that she quotes in here. Oh, here, check this out. All right, I'm ready. Here we go. I can make other. I can make some more. You know, some more predictions for the mass singer. Okay, or false claims about our uh, covenant. All right. <laughs> Either one. I'm down for both. This is from Baxter. Get them together, fellow Christians, and talk of the affairs of your country and kingdom. 
he's not referring to your country like America. He's talking about your country and kingdom, uh, the kingdom of mm. God. And comfort one another with such words. If worldlings get together, they will be talking of the world. When wantons get together, they will be talking of their lusts. When Jimmy gets together with his girlfriends, he talks about the mass singer. Don't say girlfriends. Well, I just that's the kind of people who watch the show are girls. So, what? Yeah, and you. So. You know what? That being said, yeah, I do I, have I, conversations with yeah. With a number I don't of, mean girlfriends. In the, I, know, I, know, I don't know. I'm just, just saying. Friends I mean, that are friends, girls. Yeah, well, from, yeah. from the church. Basically, yes, we do, yeah. we do yeah. discuss. Your wife and all the other ladies that watch The Masked Singer and no other dudes. We okay. do discuss this. <laughs> and wicked men can be delighted in talking wickedness, and should not Christians then delight themselves in talking about Christ and the heirs of heaven and talking of their inheritance? This may make our hearts revive within us. And she's got a great... Uh, section at the end, uh, uh, I think it's at the end of the book, uh, where she talks about um, the problems in contemporary small groups today and how you can, yeah, it is at the end, and how you can then uh, implement uh, some good positive changes based on the discipline of Holy Conference picked up from the Puritans. So, all that to say, Pastor Steve, you started a good conversation. You made some really good points. Mm, we like well, you. You started with a bad one, but yes. What was this bad one? Uh, hot take. Uh, I, I still think it's I, yeah, I think it's technically yeah. true they tend yeah. vastly overrated te- they may be over I don't know about that hmm. but uh, but yeah you, you've brought up some good points and honestly to me more importantly is you actually started a good conversation like there's a lot of bad conversations on the internet Twitter mm. is filled with dumb oh. wasteful or hateful conversations and this was actually a really good one I so the, the conversations I'm looking for about Baby who's Yoda. the Rottweiler? Oh, who's the Rottweiler? Uh, I'm Who, calling okay. it now. I'm well, calling, who's the Rottweiler? All right, I'm calling it now. Okay. Rottweiler's winning, and that's Chris Daughtry. Really? I could I'm see call- him on there. I could see I'm him on there. I'm calling Chris yeah, I, Daughtry. I know who, he's impressed that I know who Chris Daughtry is? Uh, I'm saddened that I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's a B-level singer that was on yeah, yeah. American Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, my wife had me watch that too. Like, <laughs> Oh, well, please. Don't like, even pretend like, that your wife makes you watch these things. I know. That's why that's yeah. I want to clarify. Okay. She made me watch that. I chose this. Okay. <laughs> this all one. Right. This one's all me. Uh, and thingamajig, uh, Montel Jordan. I'm sticking with Montel. Montel Williams. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. What? Yeah. Anyways. Jimmy, no, we're not going to have uh, like a big Twitter blow up like Pastor Steve did. Mm-mm. But if they do want to jump on the, uh, the D&D VDM uh, train... <laughs> How do they do that? <laughs> you can follow us online and, or uh, on Twitter, Instagram and Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com, <laughs> but you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Joe's got one last comment. Uh, later. Later.